Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. All right, we are back to another episode of the show. We're starting into part two of my book, Memorable Lessons to Leave a Legacy. It comes out December 6th, and I'm really excited to continue to share the what, the why, who it's for, my thoughts, key concepts, or getting into the thick of it in every episode. And if you haven't seen any of the other chapter episodes in the series, I encourage you to go check those out. And of course, buy the book. <laughs> Purchase the book using any of the links in the show notes, wherever you enjoy reading your novels. Um, I can't express to you how much time, love, dedication went into bringing this book to you. It's been years of, of me <laughs> creating and um, months and months and months of support behind the scenes as well to get this to you so thanks to all those that have supported me whether that's in the pre-sale or the team at Sunbury Press or my other editor Caroline whoever has interacted with this book thank you so much because it would not be happening without you and your support okay Part two, fulfillment. I realized in the part one chapters, I didn't necessarily say, I wrote this chapter because, or I included this skill because. So while I think I touched upon that in every chapter, I want to concretely share with you, okay, here's why I believe this particular skill needed to be one of the 22. So I'll, I'll kind of be sure to specify that. I think if we do a bit of a recap from part one, um, you know, responsibility needed to be in the book because I found that whenever I abdicate my responsibilities toward anything, life is not, <laughs> life does not go as well. And I think when it comes to creating a legacy, I want to be someone that's known as responsible because that means I can be counted on and that's incredibly important. And so if you find yourself being flaky in any way in your life, that's definitely something to turn around and I've seen this with my clients and as I mentioned with myself. So the more you can take responsibility, the better your life will be. That's why it must be in the book and why it's such a critical skill. And we hear lots of prominent figures talking about it, notably Jordan Peterson, who does make an appearance in that chapter. So responsibility is critical and that's why. Chapter two is about purpose. I wrote about that because the whole book is about building a life filled with meaning and leaving a legacy behind. And so if you don't have a sense of purpose in your life, often you meander. So it's very difficult to create something of meaning when you're aimlessly meandering. Doesn't mean that people with purpose don't meander. They do. But <laughs> I put in purpose because I think it's something that a lot of people feel is this sort of, I'm trying to think of the right word for this. It feels like it's intangible and so it's difficult to find. And I wanted to clarify that maybe it's not about finding 
this grand purpose, but about creating it or maybe finding it, but in the day to day. So I think purpose is important because if the opposite of it is also quite treacherous, which is being resigned and apathetic and not headed toward anything of meaning. And that's problematic for people. Chapter three is awareness. That one's important because if you're out of touch with yourself, it's very difficult to create a legacy that you leave behind for others that's of meaning. We need to tap into ourselves. I spent a lot of my life and there are probably a lot of areas that I'm still not fully aware of. And I think the more I can look toward finding self-awareness, the better I am and the more I can improve because I see my areas of improvement, the more I'm aware of them. So with more awareness comes more growth, more learning and improvement. Um, so I think it's a precursor to a lot of different skills. Perspective is another one, big precursor to just about everything. If you aren't aware of your perspective, if you don't consciously change your perspective, if you don't think about that, you're in for a great deal of trouble if you think your thoughts are just what they are or fixed. Um, and I think it's important for this to be in the forefront as you create a legacy. Uh, I really picked this word because I think it sort of reminds me of looking at a painting, right? I mean, many people can look at a painting or a book and everybody's perspective will be different. You watch a sports game and, you know, each side has their own definition of what happened or explanation of what happened. I think similarly, you get to choose a perspective you have of your life and the life you create. So let's be really mindful about what that perspective is and how we choose to view the events of our lives, because depending on how you choose to view them, your life will go vastly different. And even your story at the end of your life will be different based on the perspective you take. Uh, I think it's a big problem and creates a lot of resentment, anger, regret when we see things in a certain light or if we, when we see things with the light of regret and, and blame. So I think knowing how to shift perspectives and looking at our internal messages about our lives is critical to building something of meaning because you are the only one that can decide what is a meaningful life for you chapter chapter five vulnerability i mean who doesn't avoid feeling vulnerable it's the topic of Brene brown's research along with shame so many of us feel shame for the difficult parts of our life the challenges we face the the not so pretty or acceptable parts of ourselves there was really no question in my mind that vulnerability was something to put in the book, is a skill that's critical to being able to connect with other people, do so in an authentic fashion, to show our humanity, to remember our humanity and the fact that that means we're imperfect, it means we make mistakes and take missteps, it means that we're perfectly imperfect as the cliche says, I mean, vulnerability is remembering that you're human without vulnerability i think we could and, and even machines have vulnerability so i mean nothing is without vulnerability structural or, or emotional and i think being aware of our vulnerabilities and leaning into them rather than avoiding them is what makes us stronger builds our character gives our lives meaning because if we just shove them under the rug well then we're avoiding them and they do get bigger and louder somehow they can overtake us in us shoving them down so rather than you know putting something in the closet i'm asking you to 
really shine the light of day on, on your vulnerabilities so that you can see them and maybe even harness them. Uh, that one was non-negotiable. Chapter six, self-advocacy, also critical to me. I've coached so many clients that, um, you know, struggle with this. I've struggled with this, being the nice girl, having this nice persona rather than taking care of ourselves, seeing people crash and burn with without this skill. And it's not to say you have to be pushy or rude. What I'm saying here is you need to stand up for what you need and want out of this life. And without that, how could you possibly build a meaningful legacy if you don't stand for what you believe in and what you need? So this one also felt non-negotiable because in order to interact in the world, you need to stand for something. Chapter seven, focus. Again, how could you reach a goal without focus? It felt sort of very logical to me. Um, you know, I talk about it in the episode on it, but you know, shiny object syndrome, if you're constantly going from one thing to another, it's very difficult to see anything through. And we all have our own creative process and ways of, of focusing. And it's not to put anyone in a box about how you should focus necessarily, but the ability to focus on what it is you want to see things through to completion is, I think, instrumental in achieving what it is you want out of this life or building and creating what you want in this life. So that and then persistence, which is, of course, you're going to hit roadblocks and, you know, bumps in the road. There are going to be valleys in life, things that you choose and uh, things that are, you know, unforeseeable circumstances. We've got to be able to get through the valleys of life. Uh, and persistence is one way that I've learned to be able to do that, which is to not give up in the face of adversity, learn how to rest and keep going. Um, this one was, again, just a non-negotiable for me. And it's funny, as I speak them out to you, I realize that all of them are just, to me, very common sense. But living them out day to day, well, <laughs> that's, I guess, the work of this. And that's where the questions in the book, the stories help you to cultivate that skill because I really do think in order to thrive, we need all of them, depending on the, the scenario that we're in, the context of the situation. So I encourage you to, of course, get the book, listen to this series, get a sense of if these skills are important to you and how, if so, how and where you need them in your life. Um, definitely an easy way to interact with this series is to just journal on each of the 22 that I'm putting out there in these episodes, that's completely free. Um, when the book does come out though, you'll have a week on release week. So December 6th to 13th, when you can actually purchase the ebook for 99 cents. So if cost is a factor for you, purchase the ebook, grab a copy of this thing, highlight it, journal about it, do the exercises. My hope is to really be able to get it into the hands of those who would benefit from the questions that are asked throughout the book. So with that recap of part one and a bit of explanation as to why those were important, um, this chapter, which is about enjoyment, was really non-negotiable for me because I think a lot of people have this idea that work is about obligation and I understand where that comes from it's because we need to make money we need to make money because that's how the world operates but that gets people into a very resentful obligation-based place with work 
And I think that we can do it differently. Enjoyment does not mean that you have to love every second of your job or that all of them are a 10 of 10 on the happiness scale. I think this chapter is for people who are longing for more, longing for more out of life and life feels mundane. When life feels mundane, it's because we're not capturing the joy, the magic of those moments. There's magic in the mundane. I say that in the book. And I think it's because you can truly find whether it's just meditating through a repetitive task or finding the joy in something. This goes back to the chapter on perspective, right? It is how you choose to see it. So when it comes to enjoyment, enjoyment, being in a state of joy, the idea is not that the, the task is necessarily the most riveting. It's that you're finding joy within whatever it is that you're working on. If it's a spreadsheet and you have to put together data and details, if you're in an internship and you know, you're doing a lot of the, the busy work that the upper level people want to do. If you're in a leadership role, there's a lot of managing people and people dynamics, team dynamics, having to deal with all of the pressure that comes with a powerful position managing your time, meetings versus your own individual contributor tasks. No matter what your particular hurdle is at the moment, I think that finding a way to create joy in the season of life that you're in is what's going to really make it a meaningful life. Because, and there are movies about this. One that comes to mind is Click, I think, with Adam Sandler. <laughs> If you wish your life away, uh, it will be gone before you know it. So if you're not enjoying the days and the weeks, very unlikely you'll be enjoying the years and decades. So um, this was just non-negotiable to me because your life will go by in the blink of an eye. And then what will you have to show for it? 20 years of duty and sacrifice? Maybe, maybe there are sacrifices to be made. Maybe you have a sense of duty and responsibility. But did you find the joy in the duty and responsibility? Did you find the joy that comes from sacrifice? That's what I'm getting at with this chapter. As I said, I told you who it's for. Um, I think that we notice this so often during the holidays, any kind of celebration, um, what I started doing actually, even on Facebook, it tells me when friends have a birthday and I've got pretty much every day of the year that somebody has a birthday at this point. And what that reminds me of is that there's really joy in celebration every single day because I love birthdays. I was brought up to, <laughs> to really celebrate my own. I'm lucky that my mom really prioritized it and made me feel special every year. And my family did. It was always an occasion and I'm grateful for that. And I, I think what it taught me though is Initially, you could say, okay, that makes you self-centered. But what it did was I started also loving celebrating other people's birthdays. It was a cause, a reason to celebrate. And I think having that sense of every day is a celebration or a cause for celebration that we're lucky really, really changes the game when you're tired, you didn't get enough sleep, you've got a super important meeting, you're running late, the coffee's spilled, like everything's going wrong. Those are the days where it's like, where is the joy in this? I had one of those days yesterday. I just, I was up late on a deadline, did not get enough work done, was sort of 
unable to think very clearly. So if I had recorded something like this, it wouldn't have been to the to the place that I wanted it to be. And so I had to make a choice to really sink into what yesterday was for me, which was just a tough day. And I got through the things that I could get through and I left the things that I couldn't get to. But there was a sense of, there was still a sense of enjoyment in going toward my mission, even though it wasn't the happiest or easiest of days. And when I think of the most challenging parts of my life, I might not have been as willing to be there as I could have been. And when I accepted that that was the reality of the situation, a breakup, you know, a friend fading away, a friendship fading away, a client deciding not to renew their contract, any kind of disappointment. There's a joy in the fact that that's opening me up to something new. And people say that, right? One door closes, another door opens. It's tough sometimes to see that there's something opening when you're staring at the closed door. <laughs> but remembering that endings are also simultaneously beginnings, I think helps to, to find that sense of enjoyment, even in the struggle of an ending. So that's why enjoyment, that's who enjoyment's for. The what of enjoyment is really to find fulfillment in everyday moments. You know, this book is not about creating um, a legacy by having a statue built in your honor and then history books listing your name. If that's what you're aiming toward, I'm happy for you. And I hope that you get, get that and create that for yourself. And I think, I believe it's possible if that's what you're aiming toward. What I'm really aiming for in part two on fulfillment is finding fulfillment in everyday moments. And one element of that is enjoyment, being in joy, finding the joy in daily mundane moments of commuting with your car to work or school and back, taking care of your kids, loading the dishwasher and doing the dishes, doing the laundry, walking your dog, reading a book before bed, sending emails, doing meetings, the things you do habitually day in, day out, find the joy in them. Why are you doing them? How can you find and bring joy to them? That's what I hope for you when it comes to enjoyment. So appreciate you being on this road with me. That's sort of the, the simple brass tacks of what enjoyment is. And I'm trying to keep these episodes pretty concise, I think, mainly because there are 22 of them, but also because it wouldn't, you know, if you want the whole book, then, well, you could get the audiobook if you like, uh, if you like this format better. Um, my intention is to record it. So my hope is that it will be my voice, but we'll see if that's in the cards. Regardless, there will be an audiobook. So that'll be a thing. Although the hardcover and the ebook will come out first. So do without what you will, purchase it in the format that works for you. It will be a, an accompaniment to a journal that you'll definitely need to go along the journey. And if you've already got a journal place or software or whatever you journal in mind, and you're listening to this series, I would definitely, definitely encourage you to start your journaling on these characteristics, on these skills, as we call them, and just get your thoughts on how do these matter to you? If they matter to you, start kind of mulling them over in your mind as skills that you 
might cultivate or bring to the forefront of your mind and life in the days, weeks, months to come. And if there's some that you feel don't apply, I would say, okay, you, you know best for yourself and maybe consider those star those because the one things, the one things, the things that we avoid are often the things we need most. And we know that deep down somehow. So if there's a skill on here, you're probably not listening to the episode of it because you're avoiding it, which is fair. I would probably do the same thing. Um, but if you're avoiding one of these skills, I would ask that you just star it, note it down. Eh, this one doesn't sit right with me. This word bothers me, this concept. Eh, that's something to look at for sure. So I hope you find the joy in your day-to-day -day life. If you're wanting more joy, go get that, go build that more into your world because you deserve to be in joy. Um, even in the valleys and the difficult parts of your life, there's still joy there. There's still a way to rejoice or bring joy into that situation, even if it's difficult, even if it's an ending. So I wish you joy and enjoyment in life as you build a really meaningful legacy through what you're creating in your work and in your day-to-day -day. can be outside of work too, which we'll get to in next episode. So the next episode is on courage. Another one that just felt non-negotiable to me. I suppose they all do, or else I wouldn't have put them in my book. Uh, but this one's really powerful. And I think a, a game changer for anyone who's really struggling to move from the status quo and the known into the unknown. So I look forward to exploring that with you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I'll put the links to the book and some other episodes of this series. So if you'd like to check more out, you can. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again in another episode very soon.